Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast, Season 2, with your host, Ken Finesse Media, and co-host, Treat a Millionaire. As the hosts gather their show notes and stage the studio for their next guest, sit back, sit back, turn up your volume, and get ready for something brand new. Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media. I got my co-host, Teresa Millionaire, in the studio with me, man. And this is another episode, again, of Finesse Media, and we're bringing to you another Finesse. Can't wait to speak with my barber, man. He's been doing so many different things uh, and with so many different people, man, been sitting in the chair. So to have an opportunity to uh, bring my barber on to let you guys know uh, the things he's doing is so so honorary uh, at this moment. And then uh, we had a barber on before out of Kansas City. My co-host, Teresa Millionaire, her barber, friend to the show, Casey Murph. So Casey out there in KC, that's what we're doing, man, finessing the game, bringing people on that's finessing the motherfucking game. So I'm on, man. I know you and Q will be talking with you soon. And uh, hope y'all safe out there during this whole situation and the time that we're living in. Hope that y'all being safe and, you know, taking care of yourself and taking care of your family. And uh, make sure you check us out on all of our social media platforms. Uh, Instagram, we're at Finesse Media. Twitter, we're underscore at Finesse Media. On Facebook, it's Finesse Media LLC. And uh, make sure you like, subscribe, you know, do all that fun stuff. And we want to make sure that you're notified when new episodes drop. And uh, also, each and every week on Finesse Media, we talk uh, or spotlight HBCU. So, if you, uh, if you attended an HBCU, hit us up, finessemediapodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your HBCU, and we want you to come on to talk about your experience at your HBCU. So, Treese, man, what's good? It's another day. It's another week on Finesse Media Podcast, sis. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What's up? What's up? What's up? You already know who it is. It's your girl, Treese, a millionaire. How y'all doing out there tonight? <laughs> or today? Or in the afternoon? <laughs> Whatever time you listening to us, how are y'all doing? Hope you keeping your mind during these uh, troubling times. Not going too stir crazy. I hope. What you been up to this week, man? That's the shit I was about to say. Like, going to the stove? Man, listen, G. Oh, like, my that's, God. That's the, that's the craziest part. Because it's like, you at home... And, it's and a whole new single. experience. It's a whole nother experience. Like if you're yeah. at the crib, I don't give a fuck if you like at the crib by yourself or if you're, you know, at the crib with a bunch of kids. That's probably even worse. But the amount of times you're going to the the store, bro, like that's crazy. And you're getting like small yeah. things because you're thinking about the cheese or the butter, and you like, yo, I can grab that next time. But it's even sitting at home. Goddamn it, you're thinking like, yo, you're getting hungry. You eat more. Metabolism is changing. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Hitting up Kroger's. Yes. So, we don't have Kroger's here. But I do know about Kroger's just from when we lived in Arkansas. 
that's when I was first exposed to Kroger. I think Kroger is a more uh, down south grocery chain, I think. Yeah, I think so. I, I would think say. Because we don't have them in Chicago where I'm from. Now, what we do yeah. have is uh, Food for Less. Now, Food for Less and Kroger are partners. I, I think Kroger owns okay. Food for Less. Yeah, so yeah, we got a Food traveling, for Less. Um, I've seen, let's see, Kroger's, Food Lions. Um, of course, I think everybody got like the discount stores, like maybe Aldi's and Save a yeah, Lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, we have somewhere here called Price Chopper, which I've seen hey, yo, it before. Hey, yo, Price Chopper. Y'all got a Price Chopper? Yo, them motherfuckers yes. ain't nothing nice. shopping about the price. Gee, I, when I lived in upstate New York, in uh, Syracuse, New York, when I lived up there, <laughs> and we went to a Price Chopper, my wife and I, and she listened and she'll, she'll agree. We walked in that junk, and I think I'm thought like, okay, this is. I mean, it's a grocery store, but the shit high. I mean, the the, the name. High I guess as I hell. Thought, okay, price chopper. This shit gonna be low key, yeah. and it's gonna be good. No, 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 no. no. And I'm Everything was so, high. So Bro, they brought out the chopper. That's what the fuck is they would they would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They brought out the chopper, on my so ass. Look, That's price look, chopper. What's funny about it is, so you know the level of price chopper, right? So we have even a more upscale one here in the Midwest called Constantino's Price Chopper. And that's, um, it's a huge Italian family here named Constantino's. Literally, your food is like in glass, glass display cases. <laughs> Before it's Corona? insane. It's insane. We have one. It's one not even 10 minutes away from me in uh, downtown Kansas City. I remember because um, one of my good friends, my good friends, Bohemian Will, shout out to Bohemian Will. They had they've always had a really nice luxury loft downtown. So we were kicking it. We were cooking. We always would cook and drink wine. You know, my thing is I'm gonna bring a couple bottles because at that time I had uh several memberships to a couple different wine clubs so it's like i'm never gonna drink all this wine i'm gonna come through and bring a bottle long story short went to the grocery store because we were making homemade pico de gallo gallo however you say it and so i picked up some tomatoes i picked up avocado some onions because we wanted to make uh guacamole i picked up a jalapeno um and I picked up a can of frozen pink lemonade so we can make uh, a drink called Pink Panties. I want to say that was it. Oh, and a, and a cheese ball because we were, you know, having the wine and doing a, you know, cheese and crackers type thing. My bill came up to almost $60. Wow. That's not bad. And a lemon. I mean, what? You said cheese. I had got though. a lemon. You said what now? You really didn't get much, though. I didn't get anywhere else. It would have been like maybe $15. Maybe. Wow. It came almost to $60. I said, nigga, I will never, ever do that again. (laughs) Never. The only time I've gone there is like, okay, they they have a huge um, cheese selection. Like they're one of those places. Like if you uh, like to make what is it called the charcuterie trays, they have a huge um, selection of all kinds of cheeses from around the world with all kinds of meats. So like mm-hmm. for the holidays when I like to make those trays, I always go there because they have a good selection. But other than that, mm, y'all not ever gonna see me. Yeah. Ever. 
Yeah, they expensive. It's, uh, uh, price it's shopper. too expensive. Yeah. Even I, if, I, even like if I, said, I, I was who, making who well like. over six figures, I ain't. I'm not. I'm not giving them my money. Mm-mm. No, I For mean what? that's like a Whole Foods sprouts. Um, we got one of those. I mean, Sprouts is crazy expensive, but doing this crazy time, expensive. Yeah, I mean for sprouts, basic stuff, like for yes. like they own the boat on the boat because they, now, they actually have they actually have products that in other stores for like five dollars less. And I'm like, yo, you dead ass selling something that I can get down the street $10. or at a, you know at another store yeah. for the exact mm-hmm. same price. Um, I stay now, out of Sprouts. I stay out of Sprouts. One thing I'll tell you this: one thing that I do like about Sprouts is that entire section they have of like um, trail mix and nuts and dried berries mm-hmm. and legumes and stuff like that. I really love that section. But lo and behold, I like to go to the I don't know the proper term if I'm supposed to say Spanish market, Hispanic market. I don't know. But I like to go to the Hispanic market. Everything's in Spanish. You know, I can't read nothing. But they have all any type of, of bean you could think of, they have them in containers. Yeah. And you could just they scoop and a, put them in the bag. They have a nice selection. It's a couple of times I got some stuff from, uh, Meat too. You know, from like Meat the deli. Too. And you get home and the shit was not fresh. So I, I kind of got mad at with Sprouts, on, and it, really not at a specific mm. location. It was it was multiple locations. Uh, shit, being here in Dallas, you're moving around. You're constantly yeah. trying to find where you need to stay at. If you live in the DFW, uh, you know you're always moving around. And so, with that being said, I think too uh, trying to find a good barber was hard to do when I moved to Dallas, man. But I checked out my boy who's joining us on this episode. One of the finessers will be finessing the game. Uh, Armand, man, I can't wait to speak with this barber and pick his brain and, and talk about the things he's doing, how he's surviving doing this, uh, you know, quarantine. And, again, I know that he's passionate. If you, man, I don't want to steal it all. We'll give it up in a second. But each and every week, as I mentioned on Finesse Media, we talk about HBCUs and we spotlight HBCUs. So, again, if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted on our podcast hit us up finesse media podcast at gmail.com it's now time for the hbcu of the week historically black colleges and universities commonly called hbcus are defined by the higher education act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principle was and is the education of black americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the Week. All right, our HBCU of the Week is Tuskegee University. Tuskegee University is a private, historically black university in Tuskegee, Alabama. It was established by Lewis Adam and Booker T. Washington. The campus is designated as the Tuskegee Institute National Historic Site by the National Park Service. The university was home to scientist George Washington Carver and to World War II Tuskegee Airmen. Tuskegee University offers 40 bachelor degree programs, 17 master degree programs, a five-year accredited professional degree program in architecture, four doctoral degree programs, and the Doctor of Veterinary Medicine. 
The university is home to over 3,100 students from the U.S. and 30 foreign countries. Tuskegee University was ranked eighth among the 2020 U.S. News and World Report Best Historically Black Colleges and Universities. The university's campus was designated, oh, excuse me, was designed by architect Robert Robinson Taylor, the first African-American to graduate from the Massachusetts Institution of Technology in conjunction with David Williston, the professional trained African-American landscape architect. Now, the school was founded on July 4, 1881, as the Tuskegee Normal School for Colored Teachers. This was a result of an agreement made during the 1880 elections in Macon County between a former Confederate colonel, W.F. Foster, who was running on the Democratic ticket, and a local black leader and Republican, Louis Adams. W.F. Foster propositioned that if Adams could successfully persuade the black constituents to vote for Foster, if elected, Foster would push the state of Alabama to establish a school for black people in the county. At the time, the majority of Macon County population was black. Thus, black constituents had political power. Adams succeeded and Foster followed through with the school. The school became a part of the expansion of higher education for blacks in the former Confederate states following the American Civil War with many schools founded by the Northern American Missionary Association. A teacher school was the dream of Lewis Adams, a former slave, and George W. Campbell, a banker, merchant, and former slaveholder who shared a commitment to the education of blacks. Despite lacking formal education, Adams could read, write, and speak several languages. He was an experienced tinsmith, harness maker, and shoemaker, and was a Prince Hall Freemason, an acknowledged leader of the African-American community in Macon County, Alabama. Ladies and gentlemen, our HBCU of the Week, Tuskegee University. Shout out to Tuskegee University and also shout out to the Tuskegee Airman. Those yes, brothers yes. in that university got so much rich history. History. Rich. History. History, man. So it should be And cool. Booker T. Washington. Like, Come that's on, a man. lit HBCU. Mm. Founded by Booker T. Come on now. That's, pre- that's pretty cool. I hope everybody <laughs> knows about Booker T. Washington. I, you know. If you don't, you know this new generation, they just might not know who that is. They may not I'm know. almost certain. But Tuskegee. I, I'm almost certain. Go look them up, y'all, please. Tuskegee, we know who you are. That's all that matters. These kids better Google y'all. Uh, Tuskegee University, thank you so much for being our HBCU of the week. Each and every week, as I mentioned, we uh, highlight HBCU. So hit us up on the email, on the Instagram, inbox, whatever, and say, hey, I attended this university, it's this HBCU, and I want you guys to spotlight it. So hit us up again. Thanks, Trees, for yes. giving us another HBCU of the week. As mentioned oh, before, I'm keep of the episode, got to keep it rolling. Got to keep it rolling. And with that being said, <laughs> man, let me tell you, Trees. Shout out to Kansas City Chiefs. They won the oh. NFL uh, oh. Super Bowl. That's oh. your people. That's yeah. your hometown. And yeah. you was excited. Yeah. You went uh-huh. to the parade. You got yes, a crack. You know, I had, listen, I, for City. those that might not have caught the episode, listen, I wasn't going to miss the parade. And I took the three babies to the parade, okay? A 10-year-old, 5-year-old, and 2-year-old. 
And I just want to tell you, it was freezing. It was like below zero, I believe, that day of the parade. No, but, I saw the photos. And yeah, dog, we I had, was, but we I'm had from our shy, hand know, so warmers. Cold weather. Yeah, they don't, they don't even know. But we had, you know, our hand warmers. We had our foot warmers and our shoes. I, they had their thermals on as well as they have these, um, uh, what do you call it? It's like a jacket that fits you closely. Yeah. Um, it's like fit, it's fitted on you, but it goes up to 32 degrees. It keeps you warm up to 32. You got to have it. So I just put them hell layers on and put the warmers on and we got out there. And but, the kids, shout out to the babies. They were so excited because they got to shake hands um, with all the, the key players, the Honey Badger, um, everybody that's just, like, popular. They shook their hands, and they went to school the next day talking about, we got champagne and beer straight on us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I was it. like, and the, I know the that teacher city was turned me, up, I'm man. like, being from this shot. We, uh, you know, being from the shop, of course, being in the streets when we won the NBA championship. But what I was segueing to, because I know that the kids saw everybody out there, but what kind of really shocked me in, in the sense is when I reached out to my barber to send, and get a booking. And I see this man got Patrick Mahoney inside of his goddamn chair for uh, yes, you know, yes. a haircut. And I go, damn, uh, who don't you have, you know, in your chair? And this man has some of the most. Uh, really uh, talented, you know, people, football players, NFL players, uh, same difference. And NBA players, I should say, but, you know, good people alike. And, man, when I tell you this brother is not only uh, super talented, but one of the most humblest people I know, man. So when I reached out to him, and not even so much reach out to him, he's my barber, and I said, listen, bro, you got to come on to the podcast. You got to tell, you know, the listeners about your about your brand, about what you're doing, and how you fucking finessing them games. So, without further ado, join the fi- the podcast for the first time, Finesse Media. Give it up for my barber, Oman. I'm going to say your whole name. Oman Jacobs, man, welcome to the Finesse Media podcast, bro. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? What's good? Man, what's good, bro? I'm glad to have you on, bro. Thank you, thank you again for coming on. As I mentioned, one of the most humblest, humblest dudes I know with the best talent in the DFW. Uh, I mean, really, I would say anywhere. I mean, to be honest, we'll drop all your social media, you know, at the end of the interview. But, dude, man, and, and when folks see what you're doing and how you've been doing it and consistently, they're going to be amazing. So if you need a barber, uh, try to get in. Got a lot of, you know, uh, uh, you know, got a lot of open availability uh, where well, he can fit you in and you don't have to wait and things like that, but it's hard to get in. I usually book my shit like right afterwards, man. So all that is out, man. Bro, thanks so much for uh, for coming on and doing what you're doing. How are you surviving? How are you holding up during this time that we're living in this quarantine, bro? Man, first I want to say I appreciate you for, you know, having me on, you know, to the whole finesse media. Uh, but I... I honestly would say this, man. To be a barber, this is probably one of the most difficult times uh, we've gone through. And not only financially, just that's what we do every day. You know, we flicking our wrists with the cone, with the clipper every day. So for us to not be able to do that, it's kind of hard, you know, to process that. Um, but I will say it's been awesome to have a wife because if I was single, I don't know what yeah. I'd be doing right now. Financially. Shout out to wifey, man. I know she holds yeah, it down. Shout out to my wife, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's in the nursing field, too. So how is she doing? How is she holding up, wifey? 
Well, man, it's uh now she's doing telehealth, so all her patients are over the phone, so that's a blessing. She she don't have to Good. be on the front line bedside like she used to be. So uh mm-hmm. you know, shout out to all the bedside nurses also, man. So she's just at home working and um, you know, she's in the peace of her own home, so that's a good thing. Good, good. Doing it for the people, yeah, man. Thank blessing. you, wifey, for being there for our people and taking care of our people. But, oh, man, that's what I'm saying, bro. You take care of our people. Again, I know this is a troubling time, but this is a good time where we can just say, put all that shit to the side. Let's just think about, hey, this thing going to come back. And when it come back, it's coming back strong because I know uh, I know you're locked down with bookings. But once it opened up, bro, I'm, I'm coming in. The floodgates going to roll in. But let's talk about before then and, you know, and the things that you've been doing. So being the barber, bro, let our listeners know how long you've been doing, you know, uh, you know, how long have you been a barber? Uh, man, I've been cutting hair uh, probably for about 17 years now. Um, I started at a young age just cutting on the uh, the porch of my mom's house and then getting into the back room and, uh, you know, just a few friends from the block. And, um, uh, it's funny because I never cut hair. I always used to edge everybody up. I never ever cut hair until uh, I had one of my friends that was like, man, cut me up. And I was like, nah, I don't do that. And he was like, man, just do it. If you can edge, you can cut. <laughs> right. So I said, man, I said, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a good analogy. So I did it and I fucked him up, you know? So, uh, he wasn't <laughs> happy about it, but at the end of the day, that was the start of, I want to, figure out how to finesse that. You know, I want to figure out how to really hey. get your haircut right. So I start uh, practicing on different friends, you know, my family, stuff like that. And next thing you know, I was actually, I actually uh, grasped the talent when I got to high school. And, um, you know, that's how that went, you know. So I'll say about 16, 17 years. All right, all right. And for, I know, and again, I'm just asking questions because the listeners, you know, so we're going to bring new people to your page, new people inside of your shop. Uh, where are you okay. from? Tell the people where you're from, man. That boot. Man, I'm from Menden, Louisiana, man. Uh, I know nobody never really heard of it, but I'll just say this is close to Shreveport and Monroe, Louisiana. So I'm, I'm right in between those two cities. That boot. Uh, no. <laughs> right, uh-huh. I tried. To, I tried to give it to him. I tried to give it. You know. Uh-huh. So what's the secret? What's the secret, man? Because again, finessing the game, I've I've seen a lot of barbers. You know, have the talent, but sometimes the professionalism uh-huh. don't match. And again, we talked about this, and I'm trying to pull some of our old conversations where we sat down and talk, and I'm like, yo, some of these conversations we need to have on the podcast. But real talk, uh-huh. you see a lot of barbers with talent and that can cut. But then the professionalism, because I really, you know, again, we'll talk about your talent and things that you do and people that's been in your chair. But really what I really, really highlighted about you was the professionalism. And so keeping uh-huh. that tight, because the huge clientele, that's not easy. When you got a huge clientele, this guy's just not having two and three folks a day. Having a huge clientele and also matching the professionalism. Uh-huh. When you look at your reviews, people are consistently saying, hey, when I get a cut, it's consistent. I'm in and out. I never have to wait. What do you find is your secret sauce? Man, to to be honest and just uh, break it down, man, I never, uh, even when I first started, I never really cared about the money. So once you take that away, you can focus on the professionalism, the friendships and relationships that you build with your clients. And 
once once the money is out of the picture, it's like you have so much space to just create that that urgency of you know relations. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to my clients, my clients looking forward to me, and you know me being humble, and uh, I, I love to be humble. So that has grown my business to the absolute high, and uh, you know just really following that pattern of being humble, man. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I see that, and that's what I, 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 you know, I topped the episode with saying not one of the most talented dudes I know, but one of the most humblest dudes, you know, I know that's in the game and that's finessing it, and that makes a difference. You know, the customer service is definitely a secret weapon that I think a lot of you uh-huh. know, entrepreneurs and particularly barbers may miss. You know, it's just crazy. Big time. Big time. Yeah, man. So big time. Go ahead, Drew. No, it's all good. So what are you doing to to stay busy right now? And not only that, because I know that, you know, the cosmetology profession, barbers, Uh they're unable to work right now. But what are you doing Uh to kind of stay relevant and still stay in people's face? Uh, Well, on my social media, I tend to post things a lot, and that's just really marketing. You know, whether I'm watching TV with my wife or I'm cooking or just you know being funny I, I try to always do that to keep relevant uh and outside of that just me being in home i'm kind of thinking of other ways to get extra income due to times like this because this kind of inspired me to not only want to cut hair but to you know have other businesses as well that way if something like this ever happened again i'm not just sitting with no income and uh just constantly, uh, you know, reaching out to my clients, keeping them updated on, on things to come. Like, you know, hey, just be patient, you know, bear with me. Things should be open back, such and such, you know. So that's, that's kind of what I've been doing here lately, just staying relevant on social media because that's all I have to reach people at this point. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Now, what plans did you have before um, the quarantine and what plans do you have going forward? after this uh, quarantine is over? Well, uh, one thing I wanted to do, uh, which was in the works before the quarantine actually happened, uh, I wanted to get my own vending machine company started. And uh, I was actually in the midst of that until this happened. So I just kind of had to put it on pause. And uh, also a bounce house business, you know, for kids, birthday parties, and adults too, you know, for whoever is into bounce houses. So uh, next time this happens, uh, I will still have vending machines, you know, that actually collect the money and actual have people who have, you know, house parties for their kids. I can let them rent a bounce house and, you know, still have some kind of income coming in. So that's still where my mind is at now. But this, this time to myself is just giving me, I guess, uh, peace to myself to where I can focus on a business plan to to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's funny that you talked about the uh, vending machines because that's something that I'm working on also. And it's, mm-hmm. such, it's such a lucrative business. And mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's not them, like... Uh, people want them snacks. You they said, want them snacks. Even that, <laughs> just... um, I've noticed just from traveling, I think uh, we spoke about this before, KB. Like the traditional soda... And chips and candy vending machines, you can do it, but vending machines isn't as elevated. So, 
Like when I'm traveling, mm-hmm. I see vending machines full of eyelashes, um, mm-hmm. hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. toiletries. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so that is definitely a good good investment. So what do you do as far as um, in the community with your business? Do you do? I know some people do like kids for cuts or back to school. Like what type of community events do you have coming up, or are you planning? What? Well, this is what I'm planning, and it's funny you ask that because I have a great idea. Uh, I wanted to do this function in my hometown in Minna, Louisiana, uh, at our Civic Center. Um, I cut a few cowboy players, so we've grown relationships slash friendships. And, um, I mean, they're humble guys as well, so, you know, we can talk to each other on a day-to-day basis. So I wanted to reach out to three players from the Cowboys since they're like maybe the closest NFL team to my city and have them come to my event, you know, uh, meet and greet different kids, different people, and uh, give out free haircuts and free school supplies to the kids. Yeah, and that, dope, was man. And to, that was supposed to happen this upcoming school year. So with this happening, I don't know what's to come, but that's the plan for this upcoming school year. Man, I mean, this shit is really like fuck so many different things up in terms of what you're like. You're saying you're you're planning for stuff and you got things coming down the pipe, but you got to hold it, you know, until this thing lifts. But with your hairstyle mm-hmm. and you know things like that. Me personally, I come in and kind of get the same thing, but some other people may want to get something that's different. So, how do you keep up as a barber, you know, with the latest trends and hairstyles? Uh, man, uh, social media, man. I uh, I kind of would stay on there all the time for business to see what's you know the latest haircuts or the latest products, and uh, going to different guys' YouTube and stuff like that. And whenever they give reviews on these uh, tools. If I like them, the reviews they're giving, then I'll order it. If I don't like them, I'll stand back on it. And um, just kind of looking at a lot of younger guys, too, because the young people are very trendy in terms of their hair. That's why, you know, back when we grew up, you know, what our mom tell us, cut it low, cut it even, it grow back. Yep. <laughs> now, yep, now yep, it's yep. different. Now kids come in and get a haircut and they leave it. Don't they look like to they got anything cut off. Yeah, yeah. the sponge, the dreads, the you know. So it's crazy now with that. But uh, like I say, I just I just go from the kids, whatever they tell me, and then that actually trickles to adults, you know. And uh, you know, I just keep up with it that way, bro. No, that's all good. That's what that's what it is. And I don't even really think you necessarily. Uh, but I would, you know, got to keep up, if you will, uh, with trends. Mm-hmm. What people want, uh, if they satisfied, because again, if you, you know, that's mostly what I am. I'm, I'm satisfied each and every time. It's what I want. So I'm not even really trying to keep up with a trend, which, uh, you know, I don't even think that's something you got to worry about. But what I did notice right. is, you know, your new clippers, these gold clippers, bro. What would you suggest to a bar- <laughs> barber that's that's a, an expert barber? I mean, a professional barber. <laughs> what clippers should they be using? I'm noticing these gold clippers. That's all I'm saying about them. I don't know what kind of brand it is, but I noticed them them being something new. Because I came in one day and I'm like, whoa, shit, these gold clippers, bro, as fuck. So what's these gold clippers or what clippers should barbers be using if they're a professional barber? Okay, uh professional barber uh for hair cutting fading stuff like that you want to have your andy's masters that those are classics 
you always want to have those, you know, regardless. Um, you have uh, detachable clippers. Uh, a lot of people use uh, 76 oysters. Uh, and they have a lot of new stuff you can use and these uh, detachable stuff like that. And uh, outliners or T edges, some will say. The Andes T outliners are classic. Uh, everybody, even people that don't cut hair, have a pair of those at, at their house. Uh, but the gold ones that you mentioned, uh, some people pronounce it babyless, babyless, but they're babyless <laughs> clippers. Uh, it's a new clipper they just designed, and uh, it's when I say it's off the chain, dog. It's off the chain, man. Uh, it's easy. Believe me, you. Believe me, you. Listen, you ain't got to tell it to me. It, but for those that's listening. <laughs> and they sharp as they, they sharp they sharp as hell, dog. So I would tell any barber, if you got the Andy's outliners classic, that's cool. But if you want something new and something that could probably hold his own or even better than Andy's, get the baby list, dog. You can't go mm. wrong. Something brand new. Something wrong. brand new. And just like your shop, man, is brand new. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to miss it. Let people know if they're listening and if they're local or if they're not local. Because once travels lift up, people gonna be flying in. And Dallas DFW you get a lot of in and out of traffic. Let people know where they can come to your shop. Tell me this location. Man, we're located in Louisville, Texas. Uh, we're right off of 121. The address is 475 uh, South Highway 121, Louisville, Texas. Zip code 75067. And uh, the name of my salon is Solar Salon. You know, it's a uh, very great corporation. Uh, everybody is cool down to earth, uh, and it's it's very smooth. You know, you have there's no micromanagement. They just it, we we don't even have a manager there. You know, it's just you go in and work, and you carry your ass home. You know, that's just how it works. You uh, <laughs> can't beat that. That's the best way. That's the best way to work. You know, because yes, I hear a lot of people that's, that works in corporate fields, you know, they always have the supervisor over their back and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. At, at Solar Salon, you don't have to worry about that, you know, so it's cool. You know? So tell people, I don't know if uh-huh. you have, how do they book you? If someone wants to get an appointment with you, like give them your website or your booking app, tell us how they can book you. I have a gym book account, so it's, it's very easy. You just get an app. It's called Gym Book. It's orange. Uh, if you're in the area, uh, it'll be easier. But if you're not, you can uh, put in a zip code. It'll show you every barber that's in this area. And my barber name is Teflon Mon, the barber. And uh, once you type that in, it'll take you to my profile. Uh, you can book. You can check out my services. Um, and you can check out reviews as well. And that's how you get in touch with me. All right. Excellent. You definitely want to make sure you keep up with uh, Teflon Mon, man. This guy's finessing the game, man, and continuing to do great work, uh, in, you know, across the board. And, and again, we mentioned early on top of, you know, the, the introduction that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, but many people, you mentioned working with, you know, the Cowboys. Uh, I wish we had right. more time. I know you went out there to California uh, with the Cowboys to train and, no, tell mm-hmm. us about that experience. We got enough time. So you went out there to California, okay. 
and you went to train with the Dallas Cowboys, obviously being DeBarbera and you know doing stuff. Not to diminish any athletic ability you may have, assuming you weren't playing uh-huh. ball, but <laughs> you out there with the Cowboys. Tell me about that experience. Uh-huh. How was that for you? Man, that was a cool experience, man. Uh, actually, one of my clients' his name is uh, Kerry Lofton. He's the media guy for the Cowboys. So uh, he ran it with his supervisor, and uh, they thought it would be a great idea to get me out there to cut the player's hair during that uh, training time because a lot of guys, when they go out there, they're out there for about three weeks with no haircut. So mm-hmm. uh, I talked to the supervisor. They ended up uh, booking my flight there and back. We got my Uber together. Uh, I made it to the uh, training facility. And uh, the next day, man, it was cool. You know, I have a few regulars, uh, Xavier Woods, uh, Chita Bay, Wuzier, and Jordan Lewis. Those are my regular cowboy clients. And uh, it was the experience to cut a lot of the other guys, uh, like, um, let me see. You got Amari Cooper. um uh, and a few other uh, linebackers also. So it was cool experience to meet those guys and uh, just really be there. And, uh, you know, after I finished them up, uh, wrapped things up, and uh, they got my Uber back to the airport, and I came back to Dallas, man. But it was a very cool experience, man, humbling. Um, I was definitely – Shit, I got nervous out there, bro. Listen, listen, bro, I got nervous. Uh, when it happened, and, 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 you know, when you posted, I said, oh, shit, mine are moved to Cowboys. <laughs> I said, he ain't caught a bag. He ain't caught a bag out there with the Cowboys because I've seen, you know, multiple Cowboy players in your chair, you know, in Dallas here. Uh-huh. And then I saw you go to Cali. Then I see you with the Cowboys. I go, wait a minute. This man ain't caught a bag. He gone. Like, what can I do? I don't even have a barber now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I ain't leaving nowhere, man. I'm here, man. I'm here. Yeah, man. But also Patrick Mahomes, we talked about him, you know, NFL champion, quarterback, man. You know, I believe he also okay. was MVP. I'm not for sure. You know, I don't follow sports. Follow sports unless it intersects with entertainment. But doing his hair, and you cut his hair multiple times. How is that experience? What uh-huh. type of conversations you guys talk about? Any kind of motivation things you can give me that the champ gave you? Man, first of all, I want to say congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, I hey, think hey, that's the hey. team. That's the squad. You know, yes, my, yes. My, my my family like him too because of Patrick Mahomes, obviously. But uh, man, uh, I have a friend, man. His name is Shark Kendrick West. He actually is a ex NFL football player. That was his teammate. He was the running back, and uh, he still is uh, involved as far as training and stuff like that. So he ended up seeing him uh, at a training facility, and. Uh, Patrick Mahomes asked him, uh, you know, who's his barber and stuff like that. So he gave him the information. And um, so it was a Sunday. I'll never forget. You know, it was a Sunday. I woke up. It was like 1 o'clock because I had a hangover because I clubbed my ass off the night before. <laughs> and and his, he, hey, 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 look, 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 real quick. Mine get it cracking in the club. I'm only saying it because it's on your IG and you mention it. Listen, that's another part. Like, if you don't even give a fuck that he's in your city to cut your hair, just still follow his page because it's a party on every maybe a Saturday. Not every Saturday. He's a married man. But it's a party yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's Go a ahead, party. <laughs> so yeah, man, I got fucked up that Saturday night, man. I went to sleep and uh my phone was just blowing up, ringing, texting, texting. I'm like, who is this? So I got up and it was uh my friend Sharkander, he FaceTimed. He was like, What's up, bro? I said, What's up? He said, M V P and now this was this was last year. This was before the Super Bowl. This was last year. 
He said, MVP. I'm like, what you talking about? He said, man, Mahomes, you, you check your phone? And I was like, nah, what you talking about? He said, man, check your Instagram. So we got out the phone. I looked on Instagram. And I saw Mahomes. He was like, hey, what's up, bro? I'm trying to get a haircut. So, I, you know, I deal with NFL characters a lot. So it wasn't a, mm-hmm. a starstruck moment. But at the same time, it was more of a like, like, damn, okay, you know the MVP. You know, Pat Mahomes MVP. hit me up. So, you know, I write him back. I'm like, you know, let's set some up. So uh, I started my phone number. So me and him text. We set some up for uh, a Wednesday. Uh, so I set him a time that was late in the evening where nobody was there. You know, I didn't want people to kind of bum rush him and stuff like that. So he came into the shop and, um, you know, he brought his girlfriend. And, um, you know, we just talked about, uh, you know, a little bit of football. And um, I will say, man, he is probably – one of the most humble athletes I've ever dealt with. One of the most, yes, yes. I mean, most humble, down to earth. He's real cool. A cool youngster. That's what I call him. He's a cool youngster, you know. <laughs> and uh, he's one of those players. I don't think he really know how good he really is. You know, he's he just having fun out there, you know. And you can see that with his skills. He's just humble. He's just having fun. So, uh you know, he was telling me, uh, you know, he, he loved his, uh, I, I can't remember if it was Coors or Bud. I think it was Bud. He said he loved his Bud lot. You know how he talks, you know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he just said he, he enjoyed the offseason, you know, be with his family and stuff like that. Um, and the next time I cut him, uh, I actually went to him. Uh, he has a home in Dallas. Uh, I pulled up on him. And uh, same thing, man, good vibes, and this is why he's the Super Bowl MVP, you know, good vibes. Same guy down to earth, you know, I respect that That's young dope. dude, man. I, I congratulated him as soon as I saw him because he, he deserved it, you know, he earned it. And uh, same thing, you know, just good uh, haircut conversation because this is during the corona stuff, so, you know, I, I couldn't spice him up like I wanted to. You know, we had to fist pound each other. And listen, besides seeing that motherfucker <laughs> in your chair and he's now the MVP or now, uh, you know, the Super Bowl champ, I thought, wait, how uh-huh. the fuck can I get a haircut? Like, besides who this nigga is, like, how can I get in the chair? Because I was going to hit you up. I saw the photo inside of a house. I said, that's not the shot. Can I get in the building? Like, if Patrick Mahomes can get in, in the quarantine, if he can get a shit, you know, I was like, yo, I was going to text you like, yo, uh, hey, you doing things at your house? My wife goes, he ain't gonna let you at his house. Maybe he just did that, but you clarified you clarified it. But like you say, man, yeah, humble dude, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he may not know how good he is, but listen, bro, I'll tell you how good you are and how you continue to finesse the game. You do what you do, man. Uh-huh. And I cannot wait for this quarantine thing to lift. You are your family, you guys, the dogs, everybody. Be safe over there because, uh, you know, this thing is, is real. But once this thing lifts, mm-hmm. man, I think, and I know for sure, uh, if no industry, you know, will come back harder, it will be the cosmetology, cosmetology industry, the salon industry, the nail industry, the whole bit. And uh, like you mm-hmm. say, or like I say, bro, you got a client, a, a customer in me for life as long as I'm in the motherfucking DFW. And if not, I'll fly your ass out wherever I'm at, goddamn it, because it's well <laughs> worth it, man. Vanessa in the game, you are, man. Omar, bro, thank you so much for joining the podcast, bro. Let people know how they can follow you and check you out on your social medias before you ride out. Okay, man. Uh, I'm on IG. You can follow me at, at TeflonMon. Uh, everything is lowercase. It's TeflonMon. Uh, and Facebook, I'm Armand Jacobs. 
uh, I'm family oriented on Facebook, but business wise, uh, Instagram would be the way to find me. Teflon Mom. Teflon Mom, man. Thank you, bro. I'll see you soon. I know this thing will open up, and uh, I'll be in the shop, man. Thank again. Thank you again for joining the episode, bro. No problem, man. I, I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. Absolutely. Oh, Appreciate you, you coming. Finesse man. by Finesse Media, man. And Treese, man, we had another great episode with a Finesse. Another great My barber, Teflon Ma, Amon Jacobs, man, holding it the fuck down all the way from L.A. That boot, nigga, that boot. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anytime I can bring my personal people on, my personal favorite people, man, those are people that make a difference in my life. These haircuts, believe me, you thank God we not visual because I'd be fucked up now. I'm mine. If I know you're still in queue, I'm not fucking with my head, dude. I'm waiting for you. So I'm glad we're able to do this um, via audio. And again, man, each and every week, Finesse Media Podcast. We talk to people that's finessing the game. Check us out. We'll see you next week with something brand new. Treat. I'm out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Make sure that you hit the follow or subscribe button to be notified when new episodes are released. Also, make sure that you...